Welcome to an emergency episode of Heroes 3. Uh, I'm I'm Matthew, as as always, with uh, Carlos and Marty. Yo. And hey. this week, uh, we are uh, we're pushing back the next episode on Fist of Fury. That is definitely still happening, for sure, for sure. Um, but we're pushing it back for a couple of reasons. But one thing we wanted to do is we didn't want to leave you high and dry. So this week, we are talking about a brand new movie called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, which obviously it's not an Asian film, but it does star one of the most legendary Asian film actresses. And uh, this movie kind of solidified her as one of my favorite action actresses ever. Oh, um, nice. And that's Michelle Yeoh, um, along with a lot of other really, really fun people that we'll we'll get into. But Carlos, you kind of uh, kicked off this little emergency episode. So uh, yeah. take it away. So um, we've had... A handful over the last year or two, we've had a handful of, I guess, quote unquote, high profile, like martial arts centric films that have come out. And I every time one of these movies is coming out, I'm like, okay, I don't want to get too excited about things. Um, But it would be cool if this movie lands and we can maybe talk about it because how how many chances do we get to do this where we're talking about a movie that's within a month out of being here and there's like this excitement about it and honestly <laughs> the 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 chances that have like come with these films they just I don't feel like they've landed like we've hoped that they did and right. now uh finally we're here I think that um this is a film that Really, uh, when I was seeing it in the theater, I was well. First of all, I I was excited from it for, for it from from the beginning when I heard it was announced, and I followed it a little bit. I watched the first trailer, and uh, then I was like, okay, I don't want to see anything. I don't want to know anything. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna like wait and see when this film comes out and see what it was. And it, it I mean, for me, it, it really landed uh, in like kind of all aspects, and I just got really excited. And I thought, oh, hey guys, like. Can we just do a really quick episode where we talk about this? And I mean, the the bigger dream would be to really kind of pick the brains of the people behind the camera. But um, you know, we're 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 here together and we're all excited. So I thought it'd be a good chance for us to talk about everything, everywhere, all at once. Dude, yeah. I'm I'm so glad you did. And yeah, I definitely relate to what you're saying about the the kind of rise and fall that. Uh, that we go through a lot of times when there is an exciting like martial arts project that could be a little bit more of a mainstream event. Um, but honestly, I went into the movie um, excited for a number of reasons, which we can get into. But I'll say I think what I was hoping for or expecting was that it would be a very clever and like cinematographically or whatever, really like interesting and compelling piece. But I walked out of it and I think this movie is an all timer. I think it's incredible. And I was just knocked out with how much heart and kind of like moral center there is to the movie while mm. still being like, uh, like shockingly zany and not safe for work and like truly hilarious. So it's, yeah, this, there's no, nothing you can really compare this, compare this film to, but like, mm. yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a knockout, man. Run, uh, yeah. Run, s- don't walk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, similar ways to a lot of the Hong Kong films that we cover, you know, when you try to describe something like, I don't know, a lot of like maybe heroic bloodshed or just the mole Tao, like crazy nonsense that we, you know, we covered some Stephen Chow films and honestly, uh, um, 
Stephen Chow, I mean, there's definitely some Stephen Chow d- DNA oh, sure. in this film. And um, I feel in a similar way, if you were to just sit and ty- kind of describe this film to somebody, they're going to be like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think that's in the best way possible. And um, I also... There's a lot of a lot of stuff in the movie. I was As I was watching it, I was thinking, because... FYI, I literally just got out of the theater yeah, seeing this, this so like exciting. an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm super hype about um, that. I, I went to see a movie at 11.50 in the morning. So, <laughs> Dude, that's, um, that's heroic commitment. But hey, it was only like seven bucks. So, you know. Beautiful. Oh, dude, nice. So there's that. Um, but there was a lot of scenes that as I was watching it, I was like, if I saw this out of context, I would think that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. But whenever you see it in context, you're just like, that's really bizarre. That's silly. Instead of thinking that's stupid, which I think it, it takes a really good uh, a film filmmaker to get that across. And I, yeah, yeah. I think the, um, the, the framework that they set up for the film, the premise of the film gives them access to letting them just switch the tone and basically kind of whip you back and forth into all these different areas. So um let's let's get into the the plot of this film a little bit before um before we start pulling it apart. And uh like I said this is going to be a short one so we're just kind of flying off the seat of our pants. But basically this is kind of I guess a science fiction action comedy <laughs> multi like Yeah, family drama. Yeah, it's like yeah. A little bit of everything, but um, it basically centers around a Chinese-American family, and Michelle Yeoh plays uh, the matriarch of this family, Evelyn Wong, I believe her name was. Yeah. And um, they run a Chinese laundromat, and they kind of throw you into the film right away where you kind of get a sense of the hectic life that these people are wrapped up in um, yeah, their apartment married... is literally like above the laundromat which is yeah yeah downstairs and uh so basically what it focuses in on is that um their family is getting audited and they need to go to the irs office and kind of settle uh these issues but uh besides all of that there's like a party that they're planning and uh she's a caretaker for her father and um, she's got a complicated relationship with not only her husband, but also her daughter. And all of these factors really pile up on top of each other and create this kind of hectic family situation that honestly, I feel like a lot of people can probably relate to. But yeah. it takes you from that kind of grounded center and that manic energy. And then it thrusts you into this science fiction uh, uh, direction where... Um, uh, in the midst of them going to this meeting, her husband, Waymond Wong, who's played by Kei Hui Kwan. So um, also yeah. another exciting reason that this film exists is that uh, we're seeing uh, this man return to acting. Dude, I, I can't get yeah, over which- it. <laughs> If you don't know his name, he's Short Round from yeah. uh, uh, Temple yeah. of Doom and, and Data from Goonies. Dude, what, what's yes. so crazy is like I've been just a huge Ki Hui Kwan fan like – my whole life like as a little kid it's like that's kind of a hero like this other short dude um (laughs) you know who can kind of hold his own and i really tried to kind of keep up with his kind of career and uh he actually sort of moved behind the scenes and did some work on kind of the fight choreography side even in some big productions like the um 
the original Bryan Singer X-Men film. Yeah. The um, one? Jet Li's the one? Yeah, Jet Li's the one as well. Yeah, yeah which did, it, this this actually this has a little bit of uh, – feels a little of the one in some oh, ways. Sure. But like with, a less like a, a, a the one that realizes how silly the one is, which I don't think the one the movie realizes yeah, how silly it is. No, the it, one it is like the the bro version of this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's but great. I love that film too. But but anyway. but yeah, it's um you know he's made a, appearances on like DVD featurettes and different like cast reunions and things over the years. So what was crazy is what the first time I saw this trailer, there was like no hesitation in my mind, but I was so confused because I was like. How is it possible that Kiwi Kwan is a lead? And and my first thought is like, I must be racist. I must be like <laughs> looking at the wrong guy. This oh, has no. to be wrong. Like this can't. I'm kidding. But yeah, I'm like yeah. this. It's it's not possible. Like he doesn't act. This isn't a thing. And then yeah. you know looked it up, and sure enough, like yeah. this is the project to to bring him back. And yeah. his character of Wayman is ah so fantastic. I mean, we're we're gonna try. I think not to spoil yeah. like really yeah. crucial things but yeah just the i don't know the personality and morals of this character mm. i think are just phenomenal and yeah, yeah so so basically what we're talking about is they go to this irs meeting and um in the middle of an elevator ride up to that office space uh something crazy happens and uh what you realize is either he's crazy or she's crazy but he flips a switch and he says like something like I'm not your husband or at least the husband that you know and uh I need your help and in order for you to basically save the universe or the multiverse which you start to come to understand you need to do these simple things so she goes to this meeting she's like yeah whatever whatever she goes to this meeting and the meeting starts to turn south and then she takes a look at these notes and when she does the weird quirky (laughs) thing that she needs to do she gets transported into this crazy situation basically yeah yeah and you find out like well i'm at this point in the film you don't know what's real what's not but she's basically uh going with the flow of this kind of wild situation so i Actually, most of the meat of the film takes place in this building, but that yeah. really, it really doesn't matter because of the multiverse kind of aspect of this. You're in one place, but you're all, at the same time, you're in all these different yeah, places. Totally. Yeah. And then when you do cut away, sometimes you're cutting away so drastically, like mm. to an entirely different country or era mm-hmm. or dimension or whatever. And, and they use yeah. they use that device to really, I mean... One, to shock you, and one, to kind of set up these really wild situations. But I think the the really powerful stuff is that they can use that device and this multiverse kind of premise to really pull you into these emotional moments or these profound moments in the, yeah. mid- in the middle of something that's ridiculous. And the Daniels, yeah, like, the... Like, the one, of the, like one of the big universes that the Michelle Yeoh's character sees is basically the universe where she doesn't marry uh the Waymond mm. and where like and she has like this super successful career and is basically Michelle Yeoh in real life. Yeah. Yeah, to- um, and actually they use clips they from use the, yeah, Michelle's like, of red her, carpet like, appearances yeah. and stuff. And that and the other thing that's so great. I mean, first of all, dude, 
everybody watch out for Daniels, the director duo yeah. that made yes. this. Yes. It, it makes me, I, I had been wanting to see Swiss Army Man for a while, but I still haven't. But this this movie really makes me want to go back yeah, and watch for it. Because I heard a lot of people say that was I, also weird and really good. I think their first kind of work that really rose to prominence was the video for Turn Down for What, which is... Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Oh, they did that. Oh, yeah, that rules. Kind of unforgettable uh, music. Oh, yeah, video. That, and then yeah, the first the first fe- feature is Swiss Army Man. So I also love just the moniker and everything. So it's two dudes with the first name Daniel. So it's Daniel Kwan and then Daniel Scheinert. And I mean, you immediately feel like you're just in amazing hands with this movie from like the opening shot. Their their taste is just impeccable. I think throughout and. Yeah, it's like how they're not 60 years old with two dozen films behind them. I'm not sure, but like, yeah, yeah, it's extremely confident, self-assured. Like this only works if you kind of know what you're doing and have like an amazing sense of humor and theme and everything. And it's, yeah, it's, there are a million ways, or I guess a million um, multiverses in which this movie totally doesn't work and just falls apart. And mm-hmm. we luckily live in the multiverse where it's just amazing. <laughs> and I think that that's uh, really got to do with not only them as the directors, but the strong cast that we have here. Oh, yeah. And actually, I mean, for us, of course, the action involved. So uh, one of the things that I learned was um, that the Daniels, uh, literally they were like looking through YouTube and just encountered uh, a crew that maybe some of the listeners are familiar with. They're YouTubers called, and they go by Marshall Club. So this is uh, mainly brother. I saw that. I saw that in the credits and mm. I was like, I'll bet Carlos knows who that is. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, Andy Lee and Brian Lee are two brothers and Marshall Club is a YouTube channel. And uh, there's more than just them. There's also a man named Ma who he's also equally amazing. And I'd love to see him get bigger roles as time goes on. But um, they're basically... Um, historically i feel like they're not they they're fans like us so they're fans of all of the stuff that we like hong kong cinema very appreciative of hong kong cinema but they've taken the time to not only kind of understand what uh what makes hong kong cinema magical but also kind of like the the kind of spirit of it too like so the comedy aspects that we really like and the way the camera is positioned and all of these things and they've used that to uh um to do a lot of fun stuff on YouTube, but now I'm really happy to see them get some uh, roles. So I think the first film I saw them in was Paper Tigers, which I believe yeah. is still on Netflix, and that's really I fun. Think so, yeah. And um, uh, uh, I guess more high-profile stuff is that uh, in Shang Chi, uh, the Marvel film, uh, Andy plays the Death Dealer role. So he's behind a mask, so you don't really see him. But um, I'm. I'm assuming that's how he got in touch with Michelle Yeoh. And um, here we are in a film with all of them in a, you know, maybe not uh, big roles, but both brothers are in this in very memorable roles. <laughs> in <a> very memorable <laughs> sequence. Yeah, there's a sequence towards the middle, middle of the movie that is don't watch with your grandma ever. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> where, and like, I believe... two, two assailants are, yeah, and I don't want to give too much away about like yeah. the zany way that you cross into different dimensions but they're basically trying trying to do that desperately like while fighting off evelyn and yeah from the uh from the behind the scenes footage that i've seen 
Um, I I do believe that Andy, the smaller of the two brothers, uh, did doubling for Key in some shots. But also, I've seen footage of Key doing like so. Like, yeah. there's a really great sequence of him using a fanny pack. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Um, which is that's like that's classic like Hong Kong yeah. action stuff. Like, I yeah, could totally. Jackie Chan 100 would have fought with a fanny pack. Yeah. And um, there's footage of him, and he's that's all him doing that sequence. The main, yeah. really big wow moment of that is him. Um, but uh, yeah, so their their ideas and uh, that kind of Hong Kong style really comes through in this film. And uh, of course, we've got Michelle Yeoh in the lead, selling all of that, and it just works so well. And I, I mean, historically, we usually talk about stuff we like, but I feel like we really, really like this film. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, this is going to be like a nerdy reference, but, um, I'm kind of reminded of like Sonic mania, how it's a lot of the like creative stable, like kind of comes from like the fan appreciative side, but then they're like working their way to make this official product. That's kind of like at that high caliber. And that's kind of how I feel about the action is it is how it might relate to say like the tradition of Hong Kong action. It's clearly very much inspired and in love with a, a lot of those movies that we cover. Um, but you, yeah, you can feel this kind of, I think sort of American point of view in it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was really impressed with the action, both uh, in terms of the choreography, but again, just what's going on with the camera and just the, the point of view of the directors at all times is just really, yeah, really great. Yeah. there uh, yeah, There's I, a, there's one fight. It's, I don't spoil who's the ones fighting, but there's a fight near the end of the movie where it's like, like all, we're learning about all these different universes and stuff. And literally every time a punch lands, it's like transforming you to a different universe. And it, yeah. it just looks insane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and also we should mention if, if we haven't already, this movie's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> this movie's so, so funny. Hilarious. It's, it's bizarre. Like a lot of the, the humor just comes from it being just so like insane what's happening. Um, and, and I love how it's like whenever the crazy stuff's happening, everyone's just, like usually like people will be questioning it for a little bit and then just everyone buys in. They're like, well, yeah, of course this is what we have to do. Yeah. I, I had a really fun experience in the theater with the audience that we saw it with. They were audibly reacting to a lot of the film. Oh, cool. And I thought that, uh, yeah, it made the yeah. overall experience that much more Dude, fun. There's, I mean, there are just so many moments where, yeah, I'm just like doubled over, but there's something that they do that I've never seen a movie do, which is like this, fake out in terms of like <laughs> how a movie ends and oh my god i thought it when, was so good. yeah when that actually showed up i i mean i thought about us covering so many Hong Kong oh films i was on just Hero. dying yeah. Yeah. yeah i for real thought of matthew i was like oh man matthew would love this like- no that's that was whenever I, I see that i was just i was kind of thinking i know like i know this isn't Real one because yeah. the, I know this movie's pretty long, so yeah. <laughs> I know this isn't really in. But like, it almost does kind of feel like some of the things where it's like, oh yeah, a person's beaten, right. boom, they're dead, <laughs> yeah, movie's totally. over. There's no more movie. So, oh man, yep. there's a lot so of stuff good. where it's kind of, and, and it, I don't want to like compare it to Tarantino because I don't really feel that's an apt <laughs> comparison. But sure. you can see the love for a lot of different cinema in. This movie yeah, too. no, I like that. I mean, I yeah. think like Tarantino, it it hopefully signals like a new chapter in mm-hmm. American movies. 
Um, I mean, that's something that I, I was just, I was just kind of like over the moon as it was over. I'm like, yeah, I've never seen a film like this. And I didn't really imagine th- these sort of flavors were possible. So I, I don't know, yeah. really excited. Also, I thought the score was terrific um, mm-hmm. by like the indie band Sun Lux. And yeah, great, yeah. great songs in it too. There's this song that Mitski sings in the end credits with David mm-hmm. Byrne. It's like really great. And then, and there's a lot of cool, like they yeah. remix a lot of, especially like Claire de Lune. They yeah. like remix throughout it and, and yeah, do some interesting so stuff with it, which is, which is pretty cool. So yeah, it's one of these, it's just kind of this like tour de force of, of cinema. There's just, there are just delicious things happening like in every department. And um, yeah, please see it at the theater if you're at all able to do that. Um, there's is, these, yeah. There's these, like, like you were saying earlier, Matthew, these absurd moments you think of. And if you were to tell somebody, be like, that's horrible, but it's actually like really great. Like, I guess some similar to Hong Kong films, we see like hilarious, but horrible animal cruelty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. Yeah. We haven't mentioned James Hong, who, I mean, oh, James dude's Hong's so all, good. Like 90. Respect. He's like 90. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's over 90. And man, I hope he lives to be like 120. Yeah. That uh, James Hong's like one of my favorites. The way his character kind of opens up and kind of gets involved in the premise of the film is awesome. And he has this like uh, motorized, wheelchair that honestly by the end of the movie reminded me of the delorean <laughs> like with the like the yeah. mr like nuclear waste like from yeah. back to the future oh, dude, two. so like, so great yeah we've yeah. got a he like um we're especially proud of over here because actually james hong's from from minneapolis but yeah that's where he was born but. Mm-hmm. and jamie lee curtis jamie lee curtis dude, is really good at this knocks it out yeah like She's. I feel like she's had a bit of like a like a career revival in the past few years. Yeah, I feel you there. The other thing I really think about with this movie is just intention. Everything in the yeah. movie feels important for a reason. Even mm-hmm. though there's all this crazy stuff happening, they're really setting yeah. you up with all these pieces that when they fall into place, either deliver a like really fun moment or a really profound kind of meaningful thing. And honestly, the message of the film itself without spoiling things too much is something that I really identified with. And I feel like, uh, especially after the last couple of years with all of this madness, um, you start to kind of feel like what's really important in life and what, you know, it's easy to kind of get like, I guess, nihilistic about things, but this is kind of, kind of turning that idea on its face and being like, look, it's okay to feel that way, but there's also your choice here. And you, when you make that choice, you might not understand what's really important, but it's everybody else will benefit from that. And I think that, um, to use that kind of very emotional and very personal idea but also kind of have it framed in this crazy comic book premise of a multiverse and all these evil versions of people and goofy yeah. versions of people and to kind of pull that off was so masterful and i'm i'm almost more excited to see the film a second time than i was when i saw it the first time i, I know mean, what you mean yeah i i just like i can't believe it it's so stupid that i feel so like like dumb about how much I like this movie. I honestly do feel like it's my favorite film that I've seen in the last like maybe handful of years. And um wow. yeah, it's it's 
It's stupid. Don't don't listen no, to me. No, I no, I'm with you. Like my good, my good friend, one of my studio partners, Jeff. I yeah, I knew he'd be crazy about the movie, and um, yeah, texted me after he saw it. It's like oh, I think this is one of my favorite movies yeah. I've ever seen. So it's like, and I'm also really excited to, to learn more about the behind the scenes stuff. I did listen to an interview with the Daniels, but I didn't want to like inform my opinions for this really quick one too much. But I yeah, did yeah. Uh, hear that they were originally hoping to cast aquafina in the film and um is the like she, stephanie shu character right yeah, yeah i'm not i'm not exactly sure but she, it didn't line up and they are actually worried that the film wouldn't come together and honestly this kind of lines up with the bruce lee stuff that we're talking about now and they were worried that uh without a big a-list asian american lead that they wouldn't be able to make the film because it's still in 2022 hard to make an Asian American production. And yeah. <laughs> it's kind of crazy to think about that too, but they were able to get Michelle Yeoh as the lead and kind of with her being part of this film, it kind of courted these other kind of big A-list celebrities or actors to yeah. be a part of the project. Yeah, and totally. that really was kind of a, a really important factor in them getting this film produced. Well, also I, th- I just love a story like this because I think it ends up pushing back against so much of the like quote unquote conventional wisdom and at the studios. And, um, you know, like this movie is more than making its money back. It's making a huge splash. It's like, and it's not only a critical darling, like people are really enjoying it. And I think there's a, there are a lot of these kind of like, I don't know, supposed rules in Hollywood that are just kind of bullshit when, mm-hmm. when you examine them. And, and honestly, I think even like one or two appearances of Ki Hui Kwan on like, like he's on Jimmy Kimmel or whatever. It's like, boy, that goes a long way. This might be a person that no one in Hollywood was thinking of as a star, but there's mm-hmm. so much love for. And oh, yeah. like when folks get to see that he's out there, it's like they want to support that. Oh, yeah. You know? There's so going to be tons of people like that are, you know, our age that are like, oh, short rounds in a movie. What? Yeah. yeah totally. Oh, wow. He do, dude looks dude looks good. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, there's just so much love for for Michelle. And oh, yeah. I mean, rightly. So, ugh, dude. I'm, yeah. Not going to be surprised if Michelle is nominated for for an Oscar for the like. Yes, like she is one of the great on-screen like action performers of all time as we've talked about, but there's like a dramatic performance like laced through this yeah. whole thing that is unbelievable mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. like I can't think of any other film that's asked this much of an actor. Um and yeah, it's and, and, and it's like with everything well. she does, it's so it's like effortless for her almost. It's it's crazy, man. That yeah, that there's all I mean I in in some ways, I think Key's role is even more meaty because he plays these different versions and kind of yeah. has to kind of deliver these different um, profundities, you know, throughout the film. And yeah, he's yeah. kind of like this kind of nice guy, but really kind of. It's actually it. it uh, just now thinking about it, it's almost literally Superman Clark Kent. Because, yeah. like, oh, whenever he becomes, like, the... Because it's, like, the a different universe version takes over him. This happens pretty early on, so it's not a spoiler. Um, but he takes his glasses off, and then he has a lot... Like, he has a lot more bull. He's better at fighting and stuff. And then whenever he becomes, like, the universe, he's the same... Like, he's the same guy, the same 
principles, but he's not as quite, uh, you know, as, uh, as much ability or whatever. And he puts the glasses back on. Yeah. 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 And his, call. his whole story about being in the film, like, I think it's pretty, yeah, been pretty uh, widely publicized, but it's cool just to hear the reason that he's even in the film. He, I think it was something like he saw Crazy Rich Asians. He saw Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I want to be in a movie again. Cause like, I didn't think that Asians could be in a movie like this like they are in that and now i want to do this so this was like the first role he read for since i mean way back in the day i think wasn't a martial arts film. breathing fire i think is a kind of one like maybe of the yeah, one of the yeah. films that more of our audience would be familiar with uh from back in the day besides uh you know goonies and indiana jones um but uh, yeah, just so cool just to see him and what he does with this role. And it, it just, I don't know. I, <laughs> I really was like, guys, can we record something about this? <laughs> no, no, I, I love it. And it's also like um, maybe my favorite example in a long time of a film that you can't really simply categorize uh, in terms of audience, not only genre. It's like this is distributed by A24. And I feel like it will play just as well to like a cinephile audience as like a more casual audience, you know? Um, and that's crazy. That's, that's like nearly impossible mm. to pull off. This is definitely, I mean, I feel trajectory wise, this is going to position the Daniels to do something really big. And I don't want to yeah, get you sure. scared, Marty, but I do know that the <laughs> was, Russos yeah. produced this film. So I know I, I like the Russo. I mean, no, they, that's fine. But you, you know, know what they, I mean? Like they're going to, the Daniels are going to be, the Daniels are going to do a Marvel movie at some point. <laughs> I know that it'll happen. probably be fine. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I'm deaf. We're getting off the track a little bit, but yeah, I'm, yeah. I am super curious what the Raimi Dr. Strange movie is going to be like, um, yeah. in terms of even just like look and color grading and all of this, like nonsense house style stuff that I really don't like of, of the Kevin yeah. Feige stuff. But it seems like it's possible that we're not seeing some of that based on the, the trailer. So I don't know. We'll, we'll okay. see. I mean, I love the idea of people making films with characters from Marvel comics. Some of my favorite movies are that mm -hmm. it's just this, this MCU kind of assembly line thing is is that's a not, different that's a different bonus episode that we've, yeah, we've been threatening yeah, totally. to do for the past five years so <laughs> but but i think Hopefully that it's some point. it's kind of extra special that this film exists because it's totally. you know it's totally original it's a high concept thing it delivers all of these different corners of emotion and it really executes in a lot of the ways compared to the Hong Kong stuff that we love. And um, honestly, the Marshall Club guys, besides the Ma, I believe that Andy and Brian aren't classically trained martial artists. They just they yeah, just love right. this stuff. And they've studied it so much that they can portray it on screen and make an incredible product with a team like this. And uh, So cool. Yeah, yeah, really cool. Um, I mean, this is a shorty, so we should end up, closing things yeah. today but yeah. um I, one thing i want to say real quick though is we didn't talk about her much but stephanie shu is also really good at this. Oh, she's awesome yeah. as, she's as, as the daughter she yeah. she does great and she's definitely kind of an up-and-comer too i think so yeah, I, I sure every time i see her and stuff she's uh she's great so yeah the the whole core cast is just just super super awesome and i'm super excited to see what this does for their careers but yeah, um you said yeah it. Basically, the last thing I just wanted to say is that 
just be nice to each other. <laughs> that's dude, love it. That's all we gotta really take from uh, this work and just enjoy movies. Be excellent to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that's beautiful. I think yeah, Bill and Ted is a kind of an interesting. Kind Actually, of, that's kind of a weird multiverse almost oh, yeah. way. You know, I was feeling some Back to the Future energy too, not not directly, but definitely like spiritually, and I think all of those kind of line up with this movie. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's just what a thrill to be this excited in a movie theater again. Yeah, um, I was like leaning saying, forward. Carlos. Yeah, after <laughs> just after what you know, the whole planet has kind of gone through over the last couple of years. You know, any opportunity to feel to feel some joy with other people is just. Yeah, it's just great. Also, um, uh, I'm so glad we're doing this episode because Alvina and I saw it at the Alamo near us, and they had produced this really cool um, piece with Michelle before the movie, like oh. this new interview, and like oh, she's neat. kind of going through career highlights. So there was like, yes, madam clips and super cop clips. It was, yeah, it was so awesome. So this this feels like really fitting that we can at least like touch on it. That's awesome. I'd love to see that. Oh, she also did the like turn off your cell phones, oh. um, or I'll or like I'll beat you up kind of thing. Before <laughs> the movie. So that was like super cool. Nice, love it. Well, thanks so much for checking out this little short episode. Um, and we'll be back in the next episode talking about Fist of Fury, Bruce Lee, and all that stuff. So, oh yeah, and actually, yeah, I just wanted to thank people that have been responding to our Big Boss episode. So that was kind of a, an exciting thing for us because we were all in one yeah. room. But I'm really happy with how it turned out and it seems like people liked what we did. So we're going to keep that momentum going and really dig into the works of Bruce Lee. Yeah, sounds good. Love it. Well, until then, I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Remember your training. Heroes 3 is part of the Mercado Brothers Podcast Network.